This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's your favorite favorite yeah. precipitation plus temperature so combo? <laughs> Damn, baby, all I need is a little bit of sleep. A little bit of this, a little bit of sleep. Damn, baby, all I need is a little friggin' sleep. A little bit of sleep. A little bit. All I need really need is a little bit of sleep. Just a little bit. All I need really need is a little bit of sleep. Not a lot, baby, girl, just a little bit. Oh, and guess what? It's sleeting, though. It's a little bit of sleep, though. <laughs> oh, sleep, sleep, motherfucker. Oh, sleep, sleep. Whoa. Nice. That was written by 50th Cent. 50th Cent? 50 Cents. 50 Cent? Yes, 50 Cent. Are you serious? And, uh... <laughs> oh no, sorry, just a 50 cent cover. It was written by Wilson Desimony, who wanted to give his girlfriend Elena a shout out. They're both big fans of the show. Love that. I love it even more because I'm a huge 50 cent fan. And for him to do the remix about a little bit of sleep, though. A little bit of sleep, though. <laughs> and uh, guess what else? What? There's a little <laughs> bit of sleep, though. It's funny to like sleet, which I think is the worst precipitation. Nobody likes sleet, right? Sleet. It's wet snow. It's ice. Only it's, if it's a little bit. <laughs> it's a, it's a freezing just rain. a little bit of a sleet, though. <laughs> Nobody likes the sleet. No. Even if you can like the snow or like the rain i don't know if anybody likes the, the sleet. sleet it's just got a bad name it's got a bad rap mm-hmm. and rightfully sleet <laughs> though uh he's got a soundcloud and it appears to be soundcloud.com slash willy 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 four, four willies. willies four willies that's good it's like free willy but four willy oh that's nice. right nice well done. Uh, so thanks for that. Thanks for that remix of A Little Bit of Sleet, though. A little bit of sleet, though. Uh, today is actually Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the Jewish New Year. Happy New Year, bub. Can you believe it? Do you know what Jewish New Year it is? I think it's 48-9. <laughs> uh, it is 5778. Uh, uh, wow. Or maybe that was last year. And now it's 5779. So is it? All right, so... The Christian calendar yes. only measures the years after Jesus came. And before Jesus was but alive. Like, yeah, so they're like, oh, this is uh, 28 BC. That's right. Um, but either way, uh-huh. they only go back 5,000 years. <laughs> the, the Jewish calendar 
starts with the beginning of the Bible or the beginning of time as uh, dictated by the Bible. So it's like zero was God created the heavens and earth. And then 5,779 years later, according to the lunar calendar, because we follow the moon and not the sun. But then they talk about like dinosaurs being 130 million years ago. But there's so, no like, dinosaurs in the Bible. There's no date though. <laughs> there's no being like, oh yeah, the the Mesozoic era was... Uh, w- yeah, when Moses was five there. BC, yeah. like they they do that with BC, but not with Jewish calendar. Right, the Jewish calendar is not like. But I mean, there's not even a BC. Like, no, so there the dinosaurs no. were in zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, there's no before dinosaurs. Time. Yeah, before time. Well, Jewish people know there's dinosaurs, right? Yeah, but I wonder what year they thought that was in the Jewish calendar. They think all of they think God created dinosaurs. That's right. And Abraham actually rode a freaking stegosaurus, and Moses. He was on a T-Rex. There, I mean, why not, why not just be like, oh, yeah, all that shit was before God? You know, I'm not, I, sh- I feel like there's an intelligent way to answer the question. I don't know. Because I know that it's 5779, but I don't know where they put dinosaurs on that list. Right, because even the dinosaurs are different times, too. <laughs> you know, the Stegosaurus <laughs> wasn't the same time as the Brontosaurus. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> but there were different dinosaurs different the, times. We got to talk to a Jewish archaeologist. That's Ross Geller. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you look at, like, Jerusalem, and they say it's, uh, I guess that's thousands of years old. God, I hate not knowing shit. Really? I'm pretty comfortable <laughs> with it. <laughs> so you're fine not knowing how Jews justify the idea of no dinosaurs. Yeah, because I, I like, I mean, there's no way to justify it. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a need for me to find out how they do it, I how really, they lie to themselves. I really just want to know if Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had a fucking pterodactyl they at did. their bar mitzvahs. They did. I want to know if... <laughs> I want to know if Rachel, Rebecca, and Leah were not only living with their husbands, but living with a fucking... Mm-hmm. What's another dinosaur? Um, a, a, a um, mastodon. Mastodon. That's sort of a pterodactyl, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a T Rex, a Velociraptor. God, can we just talk about basketball? Something I know about for Christ's sakes. I don't get any of this shit. LeBron James. LeBron James. I should say we just recorded, just finished recording an episode of Buckets, my basketball podcast. So if you're gotten enough of, if I were you at the end of the show and want to listen to more of us, <laughs> or if you got enough of us when uh, we started saying sleet though again, that's right. Um, and, uh, if you wanted to hear us, uh, talk about the National Basketball Association, I'm going to make sure that that episode is online right now. Nice. So when you're done with this, hop on over to Buckets, episode three with Jake Hurwitz. In the can. In the can. About the man, LeBron James. That's right. And, uh, this, unfortunately, is not a basketball podcast. This is an advice show. Sadly for us. We got to give people what they want, and that's the wisdom of these two, I want to say scholars, but... You just heard us talk about calendars, years, and dinosaurs, so you know how smart we are. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Uh, Proven dumbass. But we are expert millennials. As 30-somethings, we've been in the game for a long time, and people are seeking our wisdom, our guidance, our advice. They'll email us, if I were you show, at gmail.com, and they want to know how we would handle their life sticky situation. This guy actually gave his girlfriend a fake name, but we need to give him a fake name. The girl that he's naming in the question is named Alfalfador. 
Alfalfador, so we'll call him Spanky. <laughs> That's good. Spanky writes, I'm in a conundrum. I met a girl named Alfalfador a few months back while working at a basketball game. She was also working, and during a slow time, we hit it off. She was a dime piece, a fine piece of feminine specimen with a Kate Upton vibe to boot. Since then, we would talk every single shift we had together, and it was fun and flirty, and we actually had deep conversations. Nice. This is all during a basketball game. On the last day we were working together, I scored them digits. <laughs> we have an awesome, rich, beautiful, sorry, I have an awesome, rich, beautiful, selfless girlfriend <laughs> that I may never have mentioned to Alfalfador. Alfalfador and I have texted a metric fuck ton since I got her number, and I could tell she's super into me. But even texting makes me feel guilty because I feel like I'm cheating on an emotional level. So my question is, is getting coffee or just hanging out with Alfalfador harmless? <laughs> Should I let my girlfriend know about it, even though nothing physical is going on? Thanks, guys. Love, Spanky. Is it harmless? Because that's what I need to hear right now. <laughs> because I'm getting coffee with her, and coffee will turn into tea, and tea will turn into a Long Island iced tea. And I wasn't, I wasn't physical, but we were hanging out all night, Deep and we had an awkward goodbye, having an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I haven't talked to Alfalfador about my girlfriend, so I'm deceiving her and my girlfriend at Two? the same time. For the price of fun. Nice! Uh, what is he doing? He's just trying to scratch that itch. He wants to feel the sexy romance excitement times of a flirtation sesh while also having a girlfriend. Yeah. But, but he doesn't want the guilty conscience right. part either. Sometimes you think it's casual scratching of an itch. You know, like when you pick your nose and you're, you're just like, oh, I think there's a little. Yeah. Thing. Like, oh, but I want to, I'm not going to like stick my finger up my yeah. nose. But then you like sort of feel like this really oh, yeah, nice big crusty bird. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put your finger all the way in your nose. Just being like, I'm not going to like yank this out yeah. of my nose. I just want to feel how big it is. And, and then like, you feel oh, like it goes yeah. all the way up. Oh, yeah, to like to near top. your eye socket. Yeah. And, you're and like deep. and then and then it's got like a tiny little corner off oh, down wow. the bottom. So you can just pull this whole entire thing off. Oh, and that'll feel good because um, you can finally but breathe like, you know, right. You really again. just blow your nose. But then no, <laughs> here you go. It Before feels you good. know it, scratching you that are itch. yanking the huge booger out of your nose. You mm -hmm. turn to the left at a stoplight and you see a <laughs> horrified girlfriend. family of four <laughs> <laughs> staring at you, wondering what you're doing. You're like, oh shit. That's what's happening right now. He's tiptoeing forward. He's moving up right. the nose. But you don't want to tease yourself with somebody that's actually beautiful and you feel a connection to. Yeah. That's not like teasing. That's not that's not scratching an itch. That's uh She'll feel misled. You don't you don't text a stranger who's attractive of the opposite gender and not mention your girlfriend and then think it's fine and that it's not cheating. So yeah. what you're doing is not harmless. It's, it's harmful. And you're trending towards making it even more harmful. But what can you do? You can either break up with your girlfriend and pursue this other interest or stay with your girlfriend and break off these flirtations. At what point can you stop a flirtation where it's not harmful? Um, I think there's still time for him now. Oh, you think he hasn't gone too far? No, I mean, they're they're texting a lot. But if if but he's asking, is it harmless if I get coffee? That's because he wants to, you know, like. Yeah. So I, I think it. We'll say, I'll go on record saying it's harmful if you guys go get coffee. <laughs> so texting. here's where you can, I mean, you should stop texting too, but here's where you cut it off. If she says like, hey, we should like, why don't we get a drink or why don't we get coffee? You say, um, 
while I, like I'd like to, but I actually have a girlfriend, so I should probably chill out. Yeah, I'm sorry. But at what point, even in the grand scheme of things, does harmless flirtation become harmful flirtation? Is it the getting of the number? Is that not allowed? I, I think all of it's it's more based on how he's feeling, isn't it? Like if talking to um, Alfalfador uh-huh. makes him feel more distant and resentful of his girlfriend yeah, and like withdrawn from her, then that's harmful. That's can, like can, detrimental to the relationship. Is there a world where talking and flirting and texting and meeting isn't somehow adversely affecting his relationship? No, because even if he's not thinking, like feeling those things, if his girlfriend were to find out that he was getting coffee with this hot girl that he met at work yeah. and had been texting a lot with, yeah. then it would be harmful. Like she would feel jealous and sad and hurt by it. I think it's the texting that's really like the next level. Like talking to someone at work, you can justify. That's the, it's a work flirt. It's a meet cute. It's a company in romance. Yeah. Once you text and then it's like all night and it's during whenever and you have access and it's exciting and you see their name in your phone and there's that chatting. That has taken, taken the next step. Yeah. And then meeting is an even bigger next step. I don't even think he should be texting, let alone meeting. Although, yeah, because she wouldn't have gotten the number. I don't think you give, you don't give out your number to somebody when you're in a relationship. I would say texting, meeting or chatting at work to texting is a bigger leap than texting to meeting up. I think texting is like the big step because that's 24-7 access to your brain, your mind, your chatting. Yeah. And then you start hiding shit on the phone. That's when you but put like, your it's phone all the, face It's all down. the path to fucking, yeah. which is actually cheating <laughs> yes so it's the, the road to death right if you know that there's death a hundred feet away do you cover your eyes and take 40 steps towards death that seems a little dangerous because mm-hmm. what if your steps start becoming longer what if you start making a wrong turn there's, what if you start risking you realize it's a slippery slope that's right, that's right. it's it going that's down right. you can actually fall down and slide and then yeah. fall off the that's mountain right. And the closer you get, the harder it is to avoid. Right. Not unlike because you have to. Slope. Yeah, you have to go back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that back up sometimes results in your girlfriend not wanting to let you back up. Yep. Uh, so this guy has to sort of make a decision who he wants to be with, and that's his decision to make. He can break up with someone. That's fine. Right. But this duplicity, I d- I don't condone it. No. Nor should you. So stop being duplicitous, Spanky. You duplicitous Spanky. Um, and make a decision. You can't have it both ways. Correct. Uh, here's a 15-year-old Dane who we'll call Dane Cook. Nice. Hi, I'm a 15-year-old guy with a problem. My classmates like to party, and so do I, but they only invite people who drink. This is where the problem begins, my fellow snatch lovers. And no, <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd that faints when smelling alcohol, but I don't. I just don't feel like trying it yet. I don't really need to. But this keeps my classmates and friends from inviting me to their parties. And don't mistake me. I'm not really shy. I'm known as a funny guy in class, which I enjoy being. But how can I get them to invite me? Am I being a diva with this? Some extra info. I play basketball. You can find out that I search basketball to find these questions. I see. I'm six foot three. And yes, I'm bragging. And this also keeps me from being able to party Friday nights. These party hats do a bit of weed. Isn't this crazy as 15-year-olds? And also, I live in the capital of Denmark, Copenhagen. Another crazy thing is that all my female classmates have done a blowjob, and one (laughs) has even gotten some ding-dong in her hole on the backside. 
I'm going to high school next year. Peace. Wait, 15 and he's not in high school yet? Man, who knows what the fuck is going on in Copenhagen? Uh, when did you start? You, oh, you didn't start doing any of this stuff till college. Yeah, I wasn't even invited to drinking parties until I was like 16, 17. But I was allowed to be there, but I didn't want to drink because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Right, and I was drinking as a 14-year-old and getting into lots of trouble. 14, that's so young. Was it a party or was it just like two friends in a basement? Um, when did like, like in between that, we didn't ever have like rager parties. When but, did cool parties start? Like 17-year-olds hanging out by a pool drinking alcohol. I guess that, that was like, for me, that was high school. Like junior and senior year, we'd have parties at people's houses when, when pe- they left When kids town. could drive. yeah. Just when it was dangerous enough to start drinking. <laughs> I think even in high school, we, like, for the most part, had, like, DDs, though. Oh, so, like, you were smart about it even then. I mean, not that smart, because we're 16, <laughs> getting shit-faced at random uh, house parties. How do you cover a hangover from a parent? Like, I can understand maybe, like, trying not to act as drunk as possible, but then the next day when you're just, like, puking, dehydrated, tired, and sweating. When you're 16, you don't really get as much hangovers. Interesting. I was definitely... I, like got like one or two hangovers my entire, and I would drink all the time. Interesting. I wonder if there's some sort of science behind that. Anyway, don't drink before you're legally allowed to, kids. Of course. Uh, This guy wants to get invited to parties, and he can't do it. Why can't he get invited and not drink? Were there there non-drinkers? Did you know any sober 16-year-olds at these drunken parties? Yeah, and I don't really remember it being a big deal. But like maybe you maybe if you're like I, we're all gonna steal liquor from my parents' liquor cabinet, um, and we don't want to invite this guy because he doesn't drink. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't really remember. I sort of remember being like, oh, if you're not gonna drink, that's great because we could only get this much alcohol anyway. I remember like being at these parties like first, and I I was just like, this is insane. Like like how this guy's saying they also all do drugs. Isn't that crazy? I felt like I had been fed information my whole young adult life of like don't drink don't do drugs and then i went to this party and everyone was ignoring the rules i'm like uh hello like what is going on here putting out a cigarette (laughs) dumping a beer down the sink such reckless abandon how does nobody care about the big overarching biggest rule of life which is don't do drugs this is nuts to me like everyone's just you know, doing this stuff that we've been like brainwashed, I thought not to do, but I feel like I'm the only one who's following the rules here. Yeah. Well, I think that illustrates the fact that people sort of run the gamut of like when they're ready to start partying. Yeah. I mean, I guess I still started in college, which is a little bit earlier than the legal amount. But, and then there are some people who wait until 21 to drink. But there's some people, people that just don't like drinking at all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's more about just being comfortable in your own skin. I don't think people are not inviting you to parties because you don't drink. Like, put yourself out there and say you want to come to the parties. I'm sure they wouldn't be like, no, you can't come because you don't drink. And do if th- they do say that, fuck them. Do you Hang think, out somebody else. Do you think you're getting over drinking? Like, is it going down a little bit for you? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Like, you don't feel the urge to get drunk I feel like if anything, I I feel more the urge. I still like the way alcohol tastes and I like the way it makes me feel. (laughs) Of course. But like, I definitely don't. I used to like, when I was living in New York, I would be like, oh, I'm going to like skip dinner or eat a light dinner so I can like. Get drunker faster. Yeah. And like, I want to go out and dance and go to a bunch of bars. And like, if I eat food, then I'll feel like heavy. (laughs) 
And now I'm like, oh, I'm going to have like a couple drinks. So I'm going to eat a big ass dinner so I don't get too drunk. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm definitely like trying to manage um, drinking. Yeah. In a more healthier way. But I'm not necessarily stopping at the same time. Right. But are you slowing down actively or is it just like less in your life because... I, think, I guess it's just less in, my, less in my life. I don't... Yeah, I don't party as much, which is fine, which is good. <laughs> You're a fucking loser, dude. It's weird. It's a... You would think... Or I would think that like I would miss it. Be like, oh man, I used to like I used to party. With, like now I have to go home. Yeah. But like there, that just that part of my brain is like not that. It's been dulled, and not by alcohol, right. but by healthier activity. Yeah. Now I I like the idea of like going on a hike on Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> and it really should be nine because it's supposed to be pretty hot out. That's right. And I'd hate to be hungover on the hike. Yeah. And you you basically every time you're sing you're in a relationship, you kind of like don't like drinking as much. Yeah. Like I use drinking as like a social lubricant to meet new people. And when I'm in a relationship, I don't need to meet new people. I don't need new friends, and I don't need new ladies. So like, why am I out and about getting drunk where i'm like i instantly start feeling hungover after the second drink now because like it's such like a mental thing where i'm like what am i doing why am i doing this why do i need to be loose right now yeah i'm i have everything that i need i don't need to be like more less inhibited i think i think i still like getting drunk and partying but it's just like whereas before i would do it at least twice a week and even <laughs> earlier than that i would do it like almost every night yeah like, all right no i really have to like stay in tonight it's it's monday <laughs> so now i'm like it happens maybe every two or three weeks right where i'll like we'll have a friend in town or i'll be traveling and i'll meet up with somebody and be like all right let's like have a couple drinks let's, let's go really out let's go out to three time. more bars i did it last week in new york with uh with the rosies and mikey and nick and Vinny, and that was real fun you got wasted not wasted but we like stayed out till two <laughs> which is, used to be early in New York. Right. I mean, we definitely could have stayed out for three more drinks, but right. yeah. <laughs> no need. No need. Although, I guess that's as hard as I party now. There are friends of ours that like like stay out till like five or six, even if it's like drinking by themselves, which I really don't get. Like what you're, you're back at your place of sleep and now you're still hanging out and drinking. Like, yeah. Don't you like to sleep from two to six? Like, why get drunk and then sleep less? That doesn't that That's doesn't crazy. compute to me. I watched the sun come up at Carnell's wedding, and I remember that. I remember feeling. I'm looking down and be like, "Oh my god, it's six! What the <laughs> fuck have I done?" <laughs> yeah, who stays up so late? Uh, maybe it's just us getting older. Anyway, what should this 15 year old do? Uh, try to get an invite to the party, even if you're not drinking. And if what's the point of hanging out with people who are getting shit faced if you're not? That's true. These parties probably aren't as fun as you think. This guy sounds like he has some self-confidence, though. So I don't think... I mean, just, like, ask to be invited to the party, make people laugh, and be sober, and it's fine. I wonder if he can dunk. Six foot three, 15 years old, Danish. And, yeah, in Denmark, the hoops are eight feet. Yeah, that's legal there. The drinking age, 16, and the rims are nine. Yeah, the drinking age is, uh, like, 18 there, isn't it? I would assume. It's less. Um, All right, you don't have that much longer to go. Stay stay sober for now. Uh, what are we calling? Oh, Dane Cook. Yeah. You're almost there. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Thanks some sponsors. And we'll be back with more questions and answers after this. Woo! Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? No, I was <laughs> blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. 
Gesundheit. So you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. Um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store. Yes. Exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes. If you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is ByRodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy can something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> bye -bye I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at HiRodney.com. Uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use Squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's Squarespace.com slash segments. Right. And use that coupon code, that promo code segments. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com. Yep. Slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. you live on a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yeah. Right, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but let's, let's, let's not call it a quiz. I don't they like call that it a quiz. It's like a two-minute quiz. Yeah. You say how you sleep, and then they match well, you with a perfect okay. mattress. They say what? They, they say based, what? Based <laughs> Based on your answers, they can you say this. what they say? They select what are the, the what do the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> oh my right? god! Why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy, and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I simple. agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz you take. They, they ask you, like, how do you sleep? Where? Do, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So mm -hmm. uh, they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a list. <laughs> 
sure don't. Do you? Yeah. Great. So here's what I'm thinking. This one's a little minute. It's a little um, unfair to me. It's sad, and it's um, inconsequential to 99% of you. Got it. But for the, those who it does help, here's my little <laughs> tidbit. And it so really curious. is a tid of a bit of advice. In Instagram... We all know that stories have slowly started to trickle out, take over. They've ostensibly killed Snapchat for me. And they're honestly starting to hurt Instagram for me because it's like it's seemingly becoming all about these stories. And these stories feel like an even bigger waste of time than Instagram because now Instagram is at least a place for people to post their important, nice photos. And stories are just... The, the garbage bin of the internet. Right. You have to go through a little bit of a process to post a photo. Yeah. Listen, story, filter, I'm just tag, a place. Shitting stuff up there. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a poll. Sometimes it's just a fucking picture of a dog. Sh- shit that's not good enough for main, main Instagram. Yeah. Which is interesting because more people see the story. <laughs> so I've noticed that um, if you scroll down a little bit, I don't know what the algorithm is, but at a certain point, Instagram gives you a nice little strip of people's stories as a preview. Right, because it's trying to get you to go back to the top and watch the stories. Instagram that's, wants you to watch the stories. That's so right. So if you scroll past <laughs> the stories, it'll be like, hey, you missed these stories. <laughs> that's right. Are you sure you want to miss the stories? Don't you want to click on the stories? I found that the story strip, which is not big enough to actually consume is a little bit of a nicotine patch that scratches the urge of the story, lets you consume stories faster, and makes it so people can't see that you looked at people's That's story. That's what it's really about for you. So you love people not... <laughs> you love it when people think, oh, Amir didn't watch my story. It's just get a nice little fucking shit. attaboy that you never see my name in the list of yeah. names. Oh, you Amir's too shit. busy. Amir's too cool. No, he's no, not. No, Amir's too proud. He has a podcast. Amir's overthought this. <laughs> and he gives you a tip about the strip. It's a strip tip. And my strip tip... For those who don't want to be nipped or stripped or tipped, mm-hmm. is instead of going mindlessly through these stories of people you don't care about, people that you don't follow that, right. like, you definitely don't want to show that you've put any extra attention or effort into their lives. That's true. Consume the strip. Use the strip so to get you off your advice isn't the... like, hey, get off Instagram. No. Smell a flower. Oh, go God. on high. Connect yeah. with a loved one. Do not do over that. Over lunch. Uh-huh. Don't uh, make any meaningful no, real life connections. Like, I can get you, <laughs> I can get you high I faster. Can, I can game the system so that you're still using it in a different way. More stories quicker, <laughs> straight to the vein. And most importantly, no little name that says you've consumed that person's story. Very interesting. Have you ever, like, screen-grabbed a a person's avatar and blown it up because you don't want to follow them on Instagram, but you want to know what they look like? No. Yeah, me neither. But could you imagine a world? You have absolutely done that. (laughs) So you screen-grab the little circular thumbnail that's so small. It's very blurry. And then you stretch it out. You blow it up. You get a good idea. Because you can't request. You don't want to request a follow. You don't want to request a follow. Where do you get off being private? That makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense to me. Two tips for the price of fun. um, I used to do that thing, you know, like you would be watching one story and if you hold down, it pauses it and you can sort of go halfway. 
to the next one and be right. like, oh, I can like see this person's story, but I don't want them to know that I watched it. I thought that was a Snapchat thing. You can actually, oh, you can go to the next story by sliding over. Yeah, exactly. And not fully consuming the story. Correct, Amundo, bud. That's pretty good. That's a good tip. And then... Uh, have you ever gotten like lost in an Instagram story like feed and then you like you end up on someone that like you didn't want to see their shit you're like shit they fucking tricked me into like sliding into my ex-girlfriend's stories I didn't even want to see it yep sure have oh and to make matters worse she posted it two and a half minutes ago yeah. I'm the only freaking name on the feed That's and she right. has 128 she followers looks, yeah, she knows. <laughs> it's, it's prominent it's got the check mark next she knows. to it she sees it she knows it uh, alright that's my tip I like it uh, let's get back to some solicited advice uh, okay this one's from a lady who seems to be very mad no Who's a matter lady then? Kamala Harris, who is just bringing it to Kavanaugh on these hearings. Awesome. I mean, she I wouldn't is, call her mad. I'd call her responsible. That's right. She's upset, but in a good way yeah. that the uh, Trump is trying to slide this guy into our Supreme Court. Not on her watch. Stay heated. Uh, Ms. Harris writes... My bitch-ass husband never wanted to have sex as much as I did. He didn't enjoy initiating, and when he actually had sex, he was so damn fast that, when he, that he was done before I started. He claimed that sex was not that important to him. Recently, he cheated on me and told me that it was better with the other person. So my question is, how do I not fall into a pit of despair? Signed, obviously separated. That wasn't... You just read that in an angry voice. It was mad. She was sad. She was angry. She said her her question is, how do I not fall into a pit of despair? Yeah, but she also called her husband a bitch ass who didn't want to have sex. Bitch ass yeah, isn't sad. It's I guess pissed. So. But it's... I, I, to me, that question right, was like... My bitch ass husband. Yeah. To me, it rang My bitch ass husband. But it seems like the answer to her question is in the question itself. He yeah. never wanted to have sex. He wasn't that good at it. And now you get to have sex and, and then he do it with people really who are mean. good at it. Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Go out and get laid, dude. <laughs> the way you don't fall into a pit of despair is to do all of the things that is so great about or are so great about being single. And that is reconnecting with your friends and your family people that like didn't get to see you enough or didn't get to see you being yourself because you were always around this shitty asshole dude, yeah. this bitch ass husband. And then then like that's what gets you feeling more like yourself and ready for dating. I wonder what's better when a really sweet person says they don't want to be with you anymore, but they were very nice and friendly throughout the whole relationship and things were going great. Or when a person like this is mean, bad at sex, cheated on you and said it was better. Like, do you want the other, do you want your loved one to be mean to you so you can get over it faster? Or do you want it to be sweet so that you're like pining forever? I don't know. Cause it's not like, I don't think you really get over being cheated on and then told that the sex with the other person was better. Yeah. But like, that's like, that is very, it's cut and dry that you should not be with that person. Yeah. But it's still like a pretty detrimental thing to say <laughs> and do. It's trauma. Yeah. But I th so here's my theory. I think when someone's mean to you and a cheater and a meaner, then you're angry at first, but it goes away faster because you're like, fuck this guy. Right, what was I doing? And when a sweet person does it, it might not be as sad as the cheating and the meaning, but it cheating lasts for longer. Yeah, the confusion. Yeah, so it's a longer tale, but not as high of a start. I don't think I've ever been like broken up with somebody 
but yeah, but I've never been broken up with uh, by someone who is like, I thought everything was going fine. And then just one day they pulled the rug out from under me and they were like, actually, I don't want to be with you. So I, every time I've broken up with somebody, it's been, it's been too been like, late. It's been, yeah, it's been very clear for a long time <laughs> that it was ending. Yeah, it's been a slow crossfade to black. Yeah. Um, which I guess is another way of doing it. But this way seems better for me. I'm just saying now you can, you know, ex- it, you should be excited, not pissed about it. Yeah, use it as an opportunity. This is a cool thing. And congratulations. This guy's a piece of shit. Congrats indeed. Yeah, because you would have stayed married to this piece of shit And forever. had bad sex, and yeah. he would have been a piece of shit. I wonder so. if they probably don't have kids either, right? She would have mentioned something. I bet she would have. We'd love a follow-up pup on how you're feeling now that you're getting back out there. I wonder if how good uh, conception was affects the child. So like IQs in kids that were conceived in sex that was considered great versus how kids turn out in sex that was considered bad probably i don't think i there's is there any way to measure that yeah orgasm strength uh volume but then like how do you know which time you got pregnant like if you have sex three times in a week yeah i've never done that the have sex to have kids I want to talk to friends of mine that have gone through that because I wonder right, if the sex you, is different. Yeah. If, or if it's like almost like methodical, medical, well, I, like you have to do it this way. Yeah, I think there are there are like certain positions that are like better for the sperm to travel to the egg in. Yeah, or is that all just like an old wives tale? Like you don't eat salt or don't eat meat or do it on a this or do it like this. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like the kids are smarter in sex where like you had a condom on, but like it's this. Oh, accidental pregnancies. Right. Because then it's like, it's almost like, oh, this, like this sperm was extra smart. And like (laughs) got through the condom. Like against all odds. It was like being born at all is like a billion to one because there's so many sperm. But the fact that this sperm navigated through that defense. Fucking latex. They probably all become kick returners. <laughs> Imagine Devin Hester as a fucking sperm. I won't because I can't because I don't know who that is. But could you imagine a, a awesome punt returnsman navigating a latex shield like he does the defense? Wes Welker? That's right. A Wes Welker type. He's already small and white, which I assume is what sperm is. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, one last question. Let's do it. This lady... Uh, is not unlike the first lady, but maybe a little bit different. Uh, this lady who will call Tad uh, Shanty. Nice. Writes, long story short, I fucked one of my brother's best friends recently without my brother's knowledge of us being in contact, let alone spending a weekend together and fucking. Some back info, I'm 24 and my bro and his friends are 26. I've known about him for four years passively. The BFF and I have been texting and calling and FaceTiming each other constantly for the past one to two months. At the end of this spontaneous weekend, I decided that I'd actually be down to be this guy's friend. But since he left, he's been a little distant and not present in our conversations. Sad face. Should I let it go and passively ghost him or continue maybe making an effort to birth a possible friendship? 
Also, what do y'all think about how my bro might feel about my BFF and I being fr- his BFF and I being friends? Side note, homie made me orgasm. Needless to say, the sex was great. Fire emoji. Also, I've been listening to D&D pod lately, so added points if y'all want to roleplay this situation. Thanks for your POV, boys. Tad Shanty. All right, Tad. What do you think? I think she's kind of getting ghosted. Yeah, it seems like... He's been distant. Should I ghost him? I think, right. The sex was awesome. But he's not talking to me, so should I ghost this asshole? I think it sounds like you guys both came to the same conclusion after this weekend, that the relationship, a a romantic one, isn't worth pursuing. But the exciting weekend was still good. Yeah. So now she's saying, like, I'll be friends with him. And he's saying, I want out. (laughs) I'm done here-ish. I think maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think she wants to have sex with him again. Uh, and he is seemingly distant, and she's sort of convincing herself by saying, I just wanted to remain friends, but he's being so cold and distant, maybe I should ghost him. That's the narrative that I have in my mind. I see. And I think that this guy is probably, like, it got a little too real. He's nervous about, like, needing to tell his best friend that he fucked his sister and that he's, like, gonna, like, start dating her. So he's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I gotta, I gotta bail. It's like the difference between right before having sex and right after having sex Mm -hmm. personified. Um, As a man, after you're done having sex, the last thing you want to do is have sex right again, right away again. And they're in that phase now where he's like, I don't need it as much as I did the first time. Right, like the FaceTiming and the texting, that was all like ramping up to this one crazy weekend. Yeah. And now now like the the questioning of what it was is settling in. Yeah. Uh, That like my my best friend's going to be super mad (laughs) and maybe he's nervous too. He's like, oh no, and what if she's like falling for me and I have to like, this whole thing comes to a head. Yeah, and this lady who had an orgasm and the sex was great, that's probably more rare for a lady to have a great orgasm and great sex and she wants more. She doesn't want less of it but so I, think she, I, I i believe that she doesn't want a relationship with him and she just wants to be his friend i don't think so why would you want to only be friends with someone who made you have a great orgasm and the sex was great well a lot of people have great orgasms man i don't know i would like to talk to her but unfortunately all we have is this email so. i think she i think she recognizes the sex was great but yep. doesn't want to like uh keep on fucking him or dating him and she's like, but I want to be his friend because that's like the norm. I feel like girls mostly do like the normal healthy thing. Yeah. Like, I had sex with this person. I like them. I'm not like, don't see them as a dating uh, a future for, uh, I don't see a future of dating them. So I'll just be friends because we had this crazy weekend <laughs> where we fucked each other and that's the right thing to do. And he's like, um, I'm scared now, so we'll never speak of this. <laughs> yeah, I think she wants to be friends because she liked she would she would prefer this next one and a half months, one to two months, to go like the last one to two months. Yeah, and flirting, uh, FaceTiming, and an amazing weekend abroad. Your your in my eyes, incorrect assessment of this yeah. is what the whole entire problem <laughs> uh with society seems to be. Which is that you are putting the expectations on her. Yeah. So you're you're like, oh, this girl wants to date me, so I'm going to ignore her. Meanwhile, she is saying, I want to be this guy's friend and not keep on fucking him. But his, his Why would like, you want to be friends with him, though? Because that's like a normal thing to do. I don't think girls want to befriend guys they fucked and gave them great sex. I don't think that's true. But maybe I'm wrong. 
that's happened once or twice before. We really got to get this lady on the show. Yeah. I wonder if we could talk to her. this guy? Yeah. And I don't even think it's a secret. But I want to know what she thinks. I don't know. She's a D&D podcast listener. So she'll at the very least want to talk to Hard One about it. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we'll do a live follow-up up up with this lady next week. Um, Really get to the bottom of it. Love that. Uh, All right. That's what we think. We're split. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, Yeah. Either way, this relationship is doomed. So don't. (laughs) I'm for you ghosting him. Really? I'm against ghosting. Again, we don't. We disagree. But. That's probably because we disagree about the premise of the question. That's right. I'm going to fuck this ghosting. guy. Yeah. Um, all right. But she's going to see him around. Brother's be, best friend. Yeah. And then the tension will be real. And then that's exactly what you think she wants. <laughs> and then she gets sex again. Right. Yes, dude. Some combination of what Amir and I said is right. Almost always. <laughs> Find the or average. Or super wrong. Uh, all right. Thanks for writing in. The email address for questions and theme songs is if I were you show at gmail.com. We do appreciate it. Again, uh, there's an episode of my basketball podcast, Buckets, where Jake and I discuss the NBA, his relationship to it, and Jake asked me questions about this upcoming season. So if that sounds of interest to you, uh, check that out as, uh, at HeadGum as well. Um, We'll be back, I believe, next week. Same time as always. Same place. Monday, y'all. Oh, the closing theme song. Let me pull it up. This is a good one. One second. Yep. Of course. Take your time. Yeah. No. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. And it's fine. And it's and good. It's fine. And we won't even edit this out, even we though we because should. That's right. <laughs> we don't need to. As long as you fill up every silence with a little bit of talking. And hey, how about a song? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Brachistochrone. Brachistochrone? I don't know if that's his real name or his rap name, but he says he's never rapped a day in his life, so he apologizes if your coy little Jew ears can't handle it. Well, sir, we can handle it. And he has something to promote, the goddamn city of Detroit. I swear to God, if you, <laughs> you won't die if you come here and you can hold me personally accountable. We did a show in Detroit once. We sure did. So I resent the accusation, Brachistochrone. Uh, but thanks for writing the theme song. Let's let them play us out. Ciao for now. How would you show these two boys that you know they'll help with all your problems, son? Maybe you just can't see the cheese, but the one time you try to get a disease, put you on blast, heck, they'll make fun of you ass, but if you're lucky, they might say something really insightful. My name? It's funny you ask, because I have a very ordinary name. If I were your show at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>